0: hey guys welcome to the tn tokyo podcast my name is Sonya. and i'm ellie and what do we get up to this time
1: so this time we did some exploring around tokyo to a bunch of famous places uh, we started the process to get a driver's license in japan and we've got like a coronavirus update for Somia's work
0: okay cool we'll be talking about that and more right now
1: It's been a minute, guys, but we're back and there's no excuse, really. We have literally done so much stuff and yet we've just been lazy and not filmed a podcast episode.
0: Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) A couple of weeks ago, we had um, Halloween. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, to be fair, we didn't actually do anything for Halloween. That's actually kind of sad because I was super excited for Halloween. Here in Shibuya, they normally have a huge Halloween event where people dress up and they crowd into um, the streets of Shibuya. Yeah. And they have a huge Halloween party. And I was so looking forward to it where I was even thinking that we need to like sort out a costume way back in June.
1: Oh, you know, I'd already planned our costumes because it's hard to find a couple's costume that is also like a multi-racial couple. You know what I mean? So in my head, I'd already planned on us going as from Final Fantasy X, Lulu and Walker. That was my plan. Because like Lulu is like super pasty walkers maybe like probably more of a pacific islander equivalent for the world but still you know in my head that's what we were going to go as this year
0: well but i have no idea who that is so i probably wouldn't have done that (laughs)
1: nah you would have it would have been such a good costume
0: but yeah i definitely did want to go all out because i've never gone all out in halloween and actually done like a really nice costume Mm. it's always kind of been a half-ass like face paint or something
1: hey don't you call that face paint one year half ass yeah well the year that you
0: did it was good yeah (laughs) um but yeah so i really wanted to do something proper but we didn't get the chance
1: yeah, we had a movie night at home. It was nice. We did the classic Hocus Pocus movie night.
0: Yeah, that was the first time I saw Hocus Pocus, so it was good for me. Yeah. I, I haven't, like, seen a movie like that in so long, where mm. even the actors, like, know it's a movie kind of thing. Yeah. Where they're, you know, overacting every scene.
1: Yeah. Like, like I just but it's seen a, a Disney like movie, right? Like, that's what you yeah, get. Yeah, I
0: guess, but even a Disney movie have not seen Other that.
1: Oh, the man, you know what? Here was my hot take on Hocus Pocus, and I haven't looked it up to see if everyone else is already aware of this, and I was just dumb. The character played by uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, or whatever her name is, like she's a pedophile. That character, like I feel like as a kid, I didn't recognize that she always wants to play with the little boys. But the way she does it is very creepy. And then yeah. rewatching it as an adult, I was like, man, turns out they've just got a straight up pedophile witch in the show. I
0: think you were really watching it from like a twenty twenty lens though, and not twenty twenty vision, twenty twenty year. <laughs>
1: no, yeah, but as a, I still think, honestly, I think if today, like any movie, if you had a movie and there was like a lady who was like. Can I play with him, please, sister? Like, talking about, like, a ten-year-old kid. Like, that's creepy.
0: True. But there's there's probably other movies we can think of where if, if you had it now, you know, that you would think, like, oh my god, that person's just retarded. Like, you can't pretend to be a retarded person without, you
1: know? Yeah, I don't or know. Or something, like. I don't <laughs> but know. yeah, I
0: know what you mean, though. There was definitely a bit of a weird character with Sarah Jessica Parker.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too pessimistic as an adult. But yeah, it was still, it was a good night. We had, like, way too many snacks. This yeah. always happens when we have movie nights. It's like, we'll invite friends over and then like, we get snacks and our friends bring like, so many snacks.
0: Yeah, we had way too many. Um, but it also, yeah, I mean, that, that's what you want for Halloween though, right? That's the whole point of Halloween. Yeah. I really hope next year, like, coronavirus is sorted and the whole Shibuya thing can go
1: Yeah. Go well, it was happening this year. It was just, you know, who wants to go in the middle of the pandemic to a super crowded gathering?
0: Yeah, true. I don't actually think it's an official thing ever, is it? Yeah. I think people, like, have just sort of decided that it's a thing.
1: Yeah, although, you know, everyone was blaming young people going to these events, but one of my clients, he mentioned that, like, he went to a club on Halloween because his friend's a DJ and he was going. He didn't want to go. And he said he was so surprised because when he turned up... The media has made out that every club is just, like, packed with, like, millennials and young people. And then he turned up and he said he was the only young person there. And it was all just, like, Oji-sans, like, creeping on everyone there.
0: Yeah, well, that's because they know that the young people are there. So now they've come out, you know. Yeah, true. Especially (laughs) on Halloween where anything's possible. Yeah. You know, Halloween's, like, you know, you know on uh, Mean Girls how it says, like, it's the year, it's the only time of year we're allowed to dress up as a slight, and no one's allowed to say anything. Mm. Well, maybe that's the only time when old people are allowed to hit on young people. They don't allowed to say anything. Mm. Everyone just shut the hell up.
1: Uh, Let it man. happen. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Um, yeah, so we didn't have Halloween, but Ali kind of got a Halloween um, the next couple of days because we went to Tokyo Port Bird Sanctuary.
1: Oh, man, I had no now- idea where you were going with that. I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, when yeah. did I get Halloween?
0: Yeah. Uh, this is a uh, bird sanctuary that's very close to our house. I think I've talked about it in a previous podcast. I've been wanting to go to this for a long time because I'm you know, i super into like birds and whatnot so um yeah we've been playing this for a while and we thought okay here we go we're finally gonna go we went and you know it was a really really cool bird sanctuary like it's got like these different like uh, bird viewing um platforms like, platform things yeah you know we, you know like the hut with like the windows through it where you can mm. see birds um yeah they had heaps of those you know they had like 10 different species of birds or whatever like nice fishing ones. they had crabs everywhere
1: but you know it was really weird because it was literally like right next to like a bunch of busy roads in an industrial area it was, like, simultaneously, like, nice and peaceful with nature and birds everywhere. But then it was also, like, you could hear the traffic continuously.
0: Yeah, if you're, if you're you like, in the middle, it wasn't too bad. But, yeah, you could definitely hear it. And then, like, you know, there's all these nice trees and flowers everywhere. But if you look at, like, in the background, yeah, it is, like, an industrial plant.
1: Mm.
0: Um, But the reason that it was Ellie's Halloween is because there were spiders everywhere.
1: So flipping. And, like... We noticed at first in terms of, like, next to us, like, next to the walkway, there was, like, a bunch of spiderwebs, and then, like, Somia made the mistake from walking at one point, he was like, okay, well, don't look up, and, like, what a dick, because of course I looked up, I wouldn't have looked up if he hadn't seen anything, yeah. and it turns out above us on the walkway, there was, like, hundreds of... Or spiders. And when we say spiders, we mean um, they're like this Japanese spider. They're called like jumangi or something. One of my students told me about their They colors. have like
0: gold um, bands on Yellow. their legs. And they're, and they're massive. They're huge. Like they're really big.
1: Like the size of like one of my fingers kind of thing. Like, yeah.
0: I was happy because I got some really good photos of them. When, when I checked my uh, photos afterwards, on, like the amount of detail you can see these spiders, yeah. man, it freaked me out just looking at it.
1: It was terrifying because like, you know, we're walking under this walkway and we look up and like, not even that far above us, like maybe like under a meter above us, is just like hundreds of ginormous spider webs with hundreds of spiders. Mm. And so, like, I straight up ran. I was like, screw this. Yeah,
0: we. we and so I to ran down, to yeah. the
1: end of the walkway. But then it's like, we had to go back that way because we'd been going somewhere. So, like, we eventually had to go back under that area yeah. to get out. And it was just like. I did not have a good time. I felt really guilty as well because, like Swami said, we've been planning this for ages. Swami really wanted to go. But, like, after that, I was just, like, I don't know. I was on high alert to be terrified, you know?
0: Yeah, see, like, when we were walking under the spiders, that was kind of freaky for me as well. But then, you know, when we're not there, I can easily get out nah. of my mind and I'm, like, relaxed. I
1: could the not. Words. I could not get out of my mind. I was too aware of the fact that they're just everywhere around me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But if you want to see uh, birds, you know, if you're looking for a nice bird-watching spot, this is pretty good.
1: And if you don't care about spiders. Yeah,
0: if you ignore the
1: spiders. One of my students told me, because he goes there all the time, he's a bird-watcher he said that they're not poisonous and like he said that they're like really good apparently they eat cockroaches which also made me worry because i was like if there's that many there does that mean there was he- also heaps of cockroaches there
0: at night time probably yeah.
1: yeah so but the
0: thing is like how do they catch cockroaches when they're all the way up there i don't know but he said up.
1: that that's what they do so they're like a hunting spider we've seen them Mo- move before they're pretty fast so.
0: and also i don't know but like for me the fairest spiders does not come from the fact that they're poisonous you know like if that thing dropped on you i don't care
1: yeah, honestly i like when we got home i think i had a shower or something because i was literally like i need to make sure there's nothing hiding in my hair <laughs>
0: yeah like surely they've dropped on people in the past day eh?
1: because yeah have you ever been like watch seen a spider on the wall and then you see it slip and fall and it's like man how often does that happen
0: yeah like, to be fair those are stupid daddy long legs though i feel like those are the you know the dumb ones.: no of the i saw it wolf. once with a. um they're too weak like those little legs
1: no i saw it once with a white tail when we uh, remember when we were at home and like i saw this massive thing fall down next to me i looked uh, over it yeah. it was a fucking huge white tail that had fallen off the ceiling yeah
0: although these ones in japan are like you know they're super strong looking so
1: i don't know but yeah so that was like literally terrifying it was great because there were lots of birds very cool but mm. i could not enjoy myself at all
0: yeah i managed to get my first ever photo of a uh of a bird eating fish mm-hmm. in the water except it's a bit blurry so it's a little bit disappointed but that was my first ever photo of that and i've been trying to get a photo of that for a long time so i was pretty happy so um after that i decided you know i wanted to keep up the momentum of seeing birds and uh i basically went on google maps because i didn't i I searched up bird like watching places in tokyo and it couldn't it didn't it honestly didn't come up with anything like anything good it was basically like the zoos and stuff and um tokyo port bird sanctuary which is the one we already went to so literally i looked at like the coast of tokyo and i just kept going around the coast <laughs> looking for bits of green uh to see if you know that there are there are pla- good places to visit and then i actually found one it's called Kai- kaisai seaside park it's literally right next to disneyland um and i'm so happy i went ellie decided that she was way too scared of the spiders so she didn't come
1: did I also have work that day no you didn't no did I just stay home you know what I'm allowed to have an at home day occasionally
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um I think you'll regret it if if we ever go again and you go I think you'll regret it because the park was actually massive and it wasn't uh, there were barely any spiders there at all like it was a proper like really big park Uh, and the cool thing about this park is that there's so many different parts to it so like for example there's this one like japanese garden that has turtles and fish in the garden and right next to that is a huge ferris wheel and then you have like the the seaside area with all these like sea birds and it's even got a beach and stuff so you can chill out Mm -hmm. there now it does say no swimming but i saw people swimming in there and it said like beware of the stingrays so you (laughs) you probably don't want to swim anyway and then on the other side there's like a proper like bird sanctuary area with like bird watching places um, and then in the middle is an aquarium. Now, the park was so huge that the first time I went, I only had time to look at half of it. And then the next day, I went again. Uh, again, Ellie didn't come with me, so it was just me.
1: I was definitely at work on one of these days. I didn't yeah, just... I, think you,
0: I think you were at work the second day, actually. Okay. Yeah, pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, the first day you weren't.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's nice, but, like, I couldn't go straight after going to the other one. Yeah. Like, I was genuinely, like, a little bit traumatized from that.
0: Yeah, it was a bit too much for you.
1: Like, it reminded me of... So, you know that, like, meme that goes around and it's like, would you run through this wall of spiders to save your sister's life or something? Yeah. You know that one? Where it's, like, a bajillion spiders in between two cars? Yeah. That's literally how many spiders there were, but they were big. They were big-ass boys.
0: Yeah, and you realise that you wouldn't do it.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Sophie and Ollie, yeah. like, like, no way in hell would I run through that to save your yeah. lives. I'm sorry. I, would like... <laughs> I think I would want to, but I genuinely don't think I could. Like... That taught me. Like, I almost froze up when you pointed out how many words there were on top of us. Like, that was, like, a thing where I was like, man, I am not a brave person.
0: <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't do it either, especially with these spiders. These spiders are massive. And also, they make really, really big webs. Like, I haven't seen yeah. big webs like that. Like, you, like, there's no spider in New Zealand that makes big webs like that, you know? <laughs> Those webs are freaking massive.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, siblings. Sorry, anyone. Anytime that meme says, would you run through this to save your dad, your mom, <laughs> anyone? No. Yeah. I couldn't. I'd try, but, like, I guarantee my feet would just, like, stop working under me.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't know what I was getting myself into for that second park, but honestly, we need to go there again because, yeah, yeah there aren't that many spiders. And um, you get a really cool view of Disneyland and stuff, and it made me realize, like, it made me realize even more how, like, amazing that fake mountain is at mm-hmm. Disney Sea, because it looks like, you know, it looks like a really cool volcano, like, yeah. when you're looking at it from there, and you can see, like, the castle from Disneyland and everything, so, yeah, it's a nice view there that was a nice place and there's like a lot of families and like you know it's a nice place to like hang out in the park and stuff um like i was doing like photography so there was like you know this nice flower garden there that you can take like pictures of plants and stuff and man there are these two girls there they were doing like the most hard out like photo shoot i've ever seen <laughs> like one was just taking photos of her friends and her friend was doing like a million poses real like professional looking mm. photos but like they looked like they were probably only like 16 years old or something and I was like, man, are these the photos that people take nowadays? Like, their yeah. Instagram must be so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, honestly. Although, would, did they go like, go, like, into the flowers? No. Okay, good. I was going to say spiders. No, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd be keen to go one day. Maybe if we're back in Chiba another time, we can, yeah. like, stop by.
0: Yeah, it took me an hour to get there, mm. which is weird. Like, if I, was in, if I was somewhere else, like, you know, in New Zealand, an hour would seem so far away. And I'd be like, man, I'm not going an hour just to go to a park yeah but in you know here in tokyo tokyo is so massive like an hour doesn't seem that bad it's like yeah you know you're gonna spend an hour going somewhere so like yeah i, I it, you know it didn't even occur to me that i was traveling for an hour to well you
1: went to a whole other city chiba is technically out of tokyo
0: yeah true well i mean technically tokyo is not even a city right you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, okay well so yeah so that was that uh kai Kai-sai, uh seaside park oh by the way i actually took another uh i i got another like photograph of a bird eating fish in this one and this time it was actually a good photo so i was really happy with it it was meant to be yeah i was like watching those birds for ages trying to get that photo and i finally got it
1: which is the other reason that i think maybe someone used to go to bird parks without me
0: true actually yeah that is one thing i was thinking there where i was like man i wouldn't be able to do this if ellie was there
1: not because i'm a dick like i'm pretty patient but like you can only watch like a lake that has no birds on it at the time for like so long you yeah know?
0: and also like i'd be going one way but then i'd see a bird like so i'd like quickly go the other way and then mm. I'd move back and back and forth back and forth and yeah you know you wouldn't want to do that so maybe i should go like scout the area first take all my bird photos <laughs> and then we can go again to these yeah. places
1: you know we're allowed separate hobbies yeah i don't want you playing my video games with me <laughs> so while i do that you can go
0: yeah true gaishin impact just wasn't for me so genshin. oh genshin there you go can't even say it you
1: guys if you guys are looking for a good rpg game uh it's free on playstation store and i think it's actually a mobile game but like it's called genshin impact it's definitely not aimed at women because all of the characters are like super cutesy big boobed anime girls it's still like a good storyline and free oh, so. way to
0: go offending all the anime big titty girls out there <laughs> they're
1: not real people so i mean they can't be offended
0: the ones who want to be real you know
1: (laughs) what the anime characters who want to be real
0: (laughs) no no the ones who like want to be them you
1: know oh yeah that's okay but like i'm (laughs) saying that that is clearly not targeted at me yeah
0: yeah. like
1: it's even the guy characters in it i'm pretty sure are targeted still for men like
0: yeah i didn't play enough of it to know
1: but yeah so that's ali's recommendation of the week (laughs)
0: Um, so now, the next thing, we went, uh, this is the third time we've be here, been here, here, we went to Tokyo Tower again, um, but this time we finally went to the top, so the other two times yeah. we've just walked around, this time we finally went to the top, it has two observation decks, one is 150 metres up and the other one's 250, and like when you're at the 151 you kind of think you've saw, saw everything, so you don't know if it's worth going to the top one even though it actually it does cost slightly more money to go to the top so you have to decide that i feel
1: like if you're already paying um, just pay for the top one yeah
0: exactly you might as well there's no point in not paying for that i think it was like
1: it was like three thousand something in
0: for both of us right or for one no each oh for each okay so yeah which so is funny because on
1: the way there i'm pretty sure you made bucks. a joke being like what are we gonna do if we get there and it's like thirty dollars each yeah. and then we got there and it was thirty dollars each so
0: yeah but you know what meh it's worth it um yeah when we're at the top It was worth it, though. Like, the view was really nice.
1: It's kind of weird, though, because, like, you have a 15-minute window where you're allowed to go to the top one, Mm. and we didn't know if that meant you can only stay there for 15 minutes, but we stayed there for way longer, and no one said anything.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. So, there's, like, another... um, The lift only takes you to the first observation deck, Mm. and then from there, you have to take another lift. And they, they do this, like... Uh, funny speech like before you go get on the second lift oh uh, yeah Where like this girl gives you a speech and then um there are these two uh photographs of the architects of the tokyo tower and like when you see those photographs you know there's something going on with them you i know?
1: didn't i thought they were just photos oh really
0: I, I was like there's something going on here i don't know what it is but the, like these photos it's just odd for you know photos of the architect to for them to have that there um, and then it makes sense. Why? Because all of a sudden the photos start moving and then the person talks. And then, like, the photos, the, f- the two, like, portraits are having, like, a conversation with one another. Yeah, all I could understand of what
1: they said, the literal only word I understood was they said muzukashi a mm. bunch of times, which means difficult. So I think they're saying mm. it was difficult to build yeah. the tower.
0: What was the three-finger thing again?
1: Oh, because, like, you know how you do a peace sign? In this tower you hold up your three middle fingers and, like, I think it's the W- Cause the tower was like the, like that's the symbol of the tower. Well, what like, did we say saying.
0: again? Do you remember?
1: We something.
0: Yeah, I feel like it was we.
1: No, but I feel like there was more to it than
0: that. Like one. instead of saying cheese every time you do a photo, you have to say you have to say that thing with three fingers.
1: Yeah, so they take a photo of you. So when you pay extra, they take a photo of you at the top of it. And then, like, you get a f- you get the photo for free. You can pay more for, like, a big one, but, like... Hey, what do we ever that? do with that photo? I think it's in your hand wallet somewhere, right? No. Or in your bag somewhere. I didn't take it. Do we give it to Steph?
0: I don't think so. Ah, shit. All right, yeah. So, they do give you a free photo, but it's very tiny. Um, but yeah, it's honestly, like a fake
1: uh, newspaper article yeah, where you're yeah. in it kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that's right. But that's all you need. You know, I don't think you need the actual photo. It's not that special.
1: Yeah, they really try to make it worthwhile, the price, because they also give you, like, a little drink bottle.
0: Yeah, they give you a free drink bottle.
1: It's tiny. It's like <laughs> it's like a couple of hundred mils, like.
0: Yeah, the view was nice up there, though, right?
1: Yeah, we stayed up there for ages taking photos. Yeah,
0: we went at night time. You know, you get to see like you know Tokyo at night. It's gonna mm. look really cool. Um, that was cool. Like, it makes you realize how big Tokyo Tower is with all like the other buildings being a lot smaller. But then it really makes you realize how freaking tall Tokyo Sky Tree is. Mm. Like Tokyo so- Tai Tree, the other. Uh, man did I even speak English (laughs) Tokyo Skytree is like the second tallest building in the world and holy shit it's tall because we're like really high up and yet and Tokyo Skytree is like pretty far but man that tower looked so tall from where we were Yeah. like it just didn't get like any shorter but
1: didn't we also kind of figure out that maybe the buildings around it are also shorter or something
0: yeah they are yeah
1: so it looks bigger in comparison
0: that's true but it's also um, it's twice the height of Tokyo Uh, Tower so like tokyo tower is like 338 meters whereas um tokyo sky is like three, 650 so oh, yeah, yeah it's quite a bit taller
1: so we'll have to go to that one during the daytime i reckon we've done one at night it was cool you got to see all the like the city lights
0: yeah i think that's the way to do it if you're going to go to both do one at night one during the day and then you yeah. can compare and also from tokyo Skytree, hopefully if you do it during the day you can get a good view of mount fuji mm. hopefully um yeah so that was that i'm glad we went to that that's, you know, that ticks off, like, something big to do in Tokyo, I think.
1: Yeah, it's definitely something where, like, i don't don't only do it once, because it costs oh, quite a sure, bit for yeah. what it is, but also, like, if you're coming to, like, Japan and you didn't have time, I wouldn't recommend doing that, personally. Yeah, like, yeah. That's one of those things where, like, I reckon you've got to do it if you live in the city, but, like...
0: Well, Tokyo, Tokyo Tower is so iconic, but it's the view that's iconic, right? Yeah. So, as long as you see it from somewhere,
1: Yeah, like, you important. can go to, like, like, the... There's, like, a government building that you can go to the top floor for free and get a pretty similar view yeah. of like the skyline.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so as long as you see Tokyo Tower, like that's what's important. Actually being on it is kind of whatever. Yeah. Um yeah, okay. So the next day, yeah, see, like we did so much in the last couple of weeks, <laughs> and we really should have done another podcast, but that's okay.
1: Yeah, did we go get food after that and it was really average?
0: Uh no, we went to Tana? that No, we went to that uh fried Fried no, that the was the next place.
1: day. I mean, the night that we went to. Yeah, that Oh, was yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah. we just got some kushikatsu, kushikatsu. Yeah. Which is like, but like deep fried food.
0: Yeah, they let me, um, like they let me put my, like they let me get my own ice cream cone.
1: That where, sounds like so dumb.
0: <laughs> where you're like, you know, you're like, well, well, is that like, I want to say pour the it's ice like cream It's like a soft serve it. machine. Yeah, yeah, like a soft so serve machine. And so he could
1: yeah. like, put the ice cream into the cone himself yeah instantly.
0: but man that's a lot harder than it seems it turns yeah. out and that, was that m- ice cream goes everywhere
1: those mcdonald's staff are talented yeah man.
0: honestly um yeah so the next day um or maybe it wasn't the next day i don't know i but, think it was but the other thing that we did was we went to a really nice vegan restaurant
1: yeah so we went to shibuya and we were meeting up with like one of our friends friends like because we always post pictures together i think she was like who the hell are these other people who yeah. i have not met of yours so we met her and um, she recommended this really good vegan izakaya. So it's in the parko building. The basement of the parko building yeah, that's in Shibuya. Right. Yeah.
0: In my top five meals in Japan, right? I don't know what my top five is really, but I know actually no. Okay. I know I know I know three of them. One of them is a ramen in um, Tokyo Ramen Street in Tokyo
1: Station uh, station.
0: Okay. There's like this ramen there that's like so like fatty and it's delicious. <laughs> that that's that's in my top five. And then my other Two that I know of are vegetarian meals we've had. So it was one was like the lasagna that I had at T's Tokyo. Mm. And then um, the other one was the one that we had here, which is like fake meat balls. Um, meat right. balls. Yeah, made out of... It was
1: fake fried chicken.
0: Yeah, fake fried chicken.
1: You know, I always wonder. It, it's reassuring because I've been vegetarian for so long. When I recommend like fake meat dishes, I always wonder, like I can never be sure that to a meat eater it still tastes good. Or it still tastes like... Well, this
0: had the taste, and it also had the texture. And I think the texture is important, Mm. because, you know, you want something that's familiar. And, yeah, it had the texture, man, and it was so goddamn delicious. And it was actually really cheap as well. Yeah, it was, eh? It was, like, six bucks for that.
1: So we went to this place, and apparently... So a friend's friend who, like, took us there, supposedly it opened up, like, a year ago, and when it first opened, they didn't know if it would be popular, like, if anyone wanted a vegan izakaya. And so it only had four fake chicken dishes and when we went there was like 20 or something like the whole wall it's just like many like so many different flavors so many types of dishes like they also had like gyoza and like like mapu tofu like
0: yeah so obviously it's got to be super popular
1: and i think that they've also she mentioned that they've merged with there's like a drag bar next door and the two bar like restaurant izakaya ended up merging so at night time it turns into a drag bar but you can still order the vegan food Mm. so we need to go back one day at night
0: yeah yeah, there's another vegan place there as well where that does vegan ramen. Mm. So, yeah, we need to try that. There's so much to try, man. I didn't I didn't know that place existed.
1: Yeah, because um, the building and, looks like an office building. Like, you wouldn't think to go into it.
0: Yeah, but like, I think we need to learn that everything in Tokyo is in the basement. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, no matter, like, what office building it is, if you go in basement, it's going to be some delicious food down there.
1: Yeah, because the basement here had, like, there was a lot of restaurants But, like, I can't remember the name of that place, but it literally said on their sign Vegan Izakaya, like, everywhere. Mm. All of their cutlery hit Vegan Izakaya. Like, their plates all said Vegan Izakaya. Like, they're really pushing the fact that they're vegan.
0: Yeah, well, and I guess I also have to, like, normalise the fact that they're vegan because,
1: Mm.
0: you know, in Japan, it's still a bit of a weird thing. Yeah,
1: one of my clients, I got her to try the Dator vegan or soy meat burger. And so, Dator is, like, a big cafe chain here. And... She was saying that she enjoyed it because it felt like it was a less greasy version of meat, and I think that's the way to target, like, vegan or vegetarian options at, like, the Japanese public, would be to push it from, like, a health standpoint.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: So I think it is becoming a little bit more normal here, in terms of being, like, a healthy option, rather than for an ethical argument.
0: Although, like, Japanese people's... Meals are usually like really healthy, anyway, right?
1: Yeah, but like instead of having like a burger from like Macca's, mm. where it's all greasy and fatty, you know, you get the soy option because yeah. it's less greasy.
0: Yeah, that's true. Man, did you did you hear that New Zealand? Um, like there was a recent study where like kids in New Zealand are the fattest out of any country in the world.
1: Oh, it doesn't surprise me. We've always had a really like, high like we've always had a high childhood obesity rate.
0: And we always made fun of Americans for being fat, but it turns out it was New Zealand all along. Yeah. God damn it.
1: It makes sense. We've got because we've got such a high child poverty rate so like if parents can't afford to feed their kids healthy of course the kids are gonna get fat man
0: i looked at like uh i read a newspaper article well i actually didn't read it i looked at the headline um (laughs) that you know was talking about that and the photo that they used was like a close-up of like a fat person Mm. right where it was like someone like pushing down on the skin kind of thing so that you know it kind of it makes like an indent Mm. and be like hey look how fat they are but i was like man that that's basically my level of fat like (laughs) is that really that fat because if we're talking that kind of fat i feel like that's not that big of a deal but then i like see myself in photos and i'm like okay maybe it is kind of well
1: it's because like yeah we think it's normal because we're from new zealand where everyone's fat like look at how massive we are compared to japanese people
0: that's true (laughs) that is true you know
1: we come from a pretty obese country we should probably work on it but who cares
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna buy myself a Fitbit for Christmas and I'm gonna go for runs. I'm doing it. Be I'll believe me.
1: you when it happens. I have you <laughs> have, have my full support. So that was Vegan Restaurant number one million that we've been to.
0: Yeah, so vegan restaurant number one million. Now the next thing was actually this week. So finally we're up to this week. And uh, <laughs> what I want what I really wanna do is get my license. Okay, mm-hmm. well what I want to do is get my licence. Because um, there's a lot of places around Japan where, you know, Japan's known for its great public transport and it does have great public transport. But there are some places where you really need a car to get around to do everything you want to do. Two of those places in particular is um, Okinawa and Hokkaido. So, yeah, I want to be able to drive, um, but you need to get a Japanese license for that. So, if you're coming to Japan for less than 90 days, you don't need a Japanese license. All you need is an international license, which you need to get from the country that you're coming from. So, if you come from New Zealand, you need to get an international license before you go to Japan. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're here for more than 90 days, then um, international license won't work. You have to go, you know, into the license place in Japan and actually get it done. Holy crap. Like, there's so much bureaucracy <laughs> and
1: we have it easy so because we're from new zealand and we drive on the same side of the road right yeah it's like it's slightly easier like if you're from america you have to take a full-on test
0: yeah unless for some reason if you're from hawaii or washington state they don't let you that you don't have to do that but if but there are 29 countries and you can easily find this online where if you're from one, one of those 29 countries you don't have to um take the test you which don't have to luckily
1: we don't have to yeah
0: all you have to do is get a japanese license um, but to do that it's pretty difficult so like we went on monday and um they have a list of things that you need to take on the website and i had it all they recommend having someone who is fluent in japanese we don't know anyone who's fluent in well, Japanese. we know
1: one person who's fluent in japanese but like we didn't she works during the weekday so we couldn't oh yeah her.
0: so um we got our friend to come who is like she's pretty good at japanese she's so passed
1: her like level four in four test or whatever yeah. so she's i mean got i don't like, really know what that is It basically means she's got, like, a (laughs) qualification so that if she applies for jobs that require beginner-level Japanese, she can show them her certificate and be like, yep, I have beginner-level.
0: So, yeah, she she helped us a lot. Um, But I thought I had everything, but then once you're there, uh, it turns out we didn't have everything. So, like, this is how difficult... Uh, Japan makes it to be able to get things and you and you're gonna you're, you're, you'll find the same thing if you're you know getting a bank account or whatever so for example they need proof of your address in uh, in Japan on our residence cards at the back of it it has our address on it they print the address on there so that mm. they know what your address is and, and by the way you you get the address printed on there at your ward office right that's like one of the first things we had to do so I took my residence card to them and I showed them it and I was like okay so this is my address that apparently doesn't count as proof of address so instead what they need is a document from your ward office with your address on it
1: which by the way when we go there they get the information for your address from the information they have about your residence card
0: yeah so (laughs) So it's the same office that gives you the two things but they only accept one of them not the other Which, you know, that's kind of stupid.
1: But you know what? You're jumping ahead of yourself. Before you even get into the actual difficulty of the documents, the hours of this place are so specific that you can go. Yeah.
0: So they open from 9 to uh, 4.30, but they're closed from 11 to 1. So on the one hand, if you go early, like if you go from 9 to 11, you're going to, you know, you're the first one in line. So it's going to speed things up. But on the other hand, if they don't finish things by 11, they're on a two hour break. So Mm. it's like, you're going to have to wait till the afternoon anyway to get your stuff. We, we went in the afternoon and we ended up waiting there for, I think like four hours.
1: And the thing is, even if you get there before other people, it says this online when you look it up, the person at the counter might choose to serve the person behind you in line. Like, this is what happened to us. Like, we were waiting to get... Our, we were just waiting to get our ticket number. Not even to do yeah. anything.
0: Well, t- but yeah. then he to be, would be to like, be to the side,
1: get the next person first.
0: To be fair, it's because those other people already had a number.
1: I know, but still, yeah. like, we just wanted to get the number so we could join the line. Yeah. But before you could do that, they wanted to see everyone... Like, it was kind of frustrating because you're waiting in line and they'd be like, oh, okay, to the side. They'd motion for you to move to the side. Mm. Then they'd serve everyone who had already gotten a number and then they'd all disappear from behind the counter. So there was yeah. no one left. And we went up and we asked, we were like, how do we get a ticket number in Japanese? And the guy was like, no, 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 you've got to come back later and do that. And like, I don't know, it was just like, we didn't even like, it wasn't clear how you get the ticket number at all. We didn't know if we were meant to get Yeah, one they one could one have there. definitely
0: made things easier. Although there were a couple of English signs, thankfully... And, I mean, I guess they do tell you to bring a Japanese person to make... You know, if we were there alone, holy shit, I don't think we would... I mean, there's no way we would have been able to do that. Yeah. Now, the other, like, difficult thing is they say, for example, so I have to take my um, New Zealand license with me, but you need proof that you lived in New Zealand, which I find kind of weird. It's like, if I got a license from New Zealand, why do I need to prove that I was there?
1: Yeah, plus your passport is a New Zealand passport. Clearly, you're a New Zealander. So
0: it says that you need to prove that you were there for over three months. So I brought three months' worth of bills... But apparently, bills don't count. No, I think the problem,
1: what the problem was, was in New Zealand when you get your electricity bill, so an electric bill was fine to bring, technically. You can use that as proof. But New Zealand, the bill doesn't say what the duration was for. It doesn't have anywhere on it. This was from the 1st of January to the 1st of February. It just says this is due on the 25th of February. And so, what they needed was a bill that said exactly what the duration of the bill was. But, like, that's not what a bill looks like in New Zealand because it's just monthly. Like yeah. And so right, the yeah. guy just, like, he was so confused about, like, he was looking for it and, like, we couldn't communicate with him properly so I felt really bad for him.
0: Yeah, for sure, but, yeah. But, like,
1: so we brought in, like, multiple bills to show that we paid bills multiple times throughout the year, like, in subsequent, like, payments. But because it never said this date to this date they couldn't accept it
0: yeah that was annoying and but then we actually found out something else as well which is if um so on the website it says you need three months but it turns out if you only bring three months then you you actually get like what's the what's equivalent of like kind of like a learner's license like a where getter. yeah where you have to pay like higher insurance premiums where like there's you know there's certain rules
1: there's less demerit points so if you do anything wrong you only have like three points instead yeah. of six
0: so to be able to get a full license you need to prove that you are living overseas for one whole year mm. so basically he told us to um, the easiest thing would be to bring a transcript
1: from university
0: yeah and then the last thing uh is also you need to bring a uh, a translation of your license now on the website again it says that they will translate it there uh mm. like for a cost turns out that's not what happens you need to go to the japanese
1: there's like a special um, place just Federation
0: <laughs> or something yeah to get it uh translated we didn't go there and say we just sent it in the mail today uh but yeah so it's complicated but that's okay hopefully in about three or four weeks time mm. I will have a license in Japan, and we yeah. can go on a cool road trip.
1: But to be fair, to get those extra things, to get the Japan license, once we went there and knew what to do, the guy helped us out, and that all the documents we had that were correct, he like signed them off. So next time we go, we already have a number, mm. so we can. He like told us we can go and go straight like straight to the line to the start of the line because they've already got us on file. So yeah, like, truth.
0: He was super helpful, and like yeah, that, that's a good part of the system. There's some, you know, there's some crappy parts of the system but there are some good parts and
1: like getting the other documents once we knew what we needed and how to get them was actually easy like today we went to the ward office and we got our gym which is like that piece of paper that just repeats exactly what we have on our residence card yeah and that was like 300 yen but it was really easy they had like forms in english yeah it was like all good we only had to wait like a couple of minutes
0: yeah so my plan is next summer i really want to go on a driving holiday around um hokkaido oh in a van yeah i guess in a van if we want to you know save money on accommodation hell yeah yeah i want to go see the wildlife there hokkaido's like known for all those national parks so yeah that'd be interesting
1: yeah god though like i can't even like explain how like just like when we were at the dmv i was just continuously stressed like my (laughs) like my cortisol level were like super high but you know it was we were there until after they closed because it took so long so like there was us and a bunch of other people who were still waiting Mm. and like the whole building closed every other floor had its lights turned off and then they were still just like all they literally were doing was like making copies of our documents so like i truly don't understand why it took so long but
0: yeah i think um you know dmvs around the world that's just what they do i just don't get it if (laughs) that's a
1: known problem put more staff on
0: yeah (laughs) um now it's okay though because we made up for the boredom of being at the dmv by going to round one Ooh, yeah. afterwards so round one is like a
1: it's a massive arcade a, yeah
0: like a massive arcade but it's not just like it's not just like arcade games you can it's got like plenty of claw games and things like that uh oh, sorry crane games um but on top of that it also has things like temp and bowling like basketball you Dance, can play darts, baseball basically any like any sport you know you can play mm. there um, we we did, like, temp and bowling and darts and stuff. We didn't have time. Like, we were there till 11.30. And the cool thing is it's 24 hours, so you could actually spend the entire yeah. day there. If you, so we didn't want to miss the last train. Night.
1: But if you did miss the last train, you could get, like, I think the full day pass was 3,000 yen. Yeah. And that gave you access to, like, everything.
0: That's kind of cool. Like, I like the idea of just being able to play games all day.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, so we're definitely, like, next time we go to the DMV, we're going to go there again. And we're just we'll going to spend earlier. the entire day just playing games afterwards
1: but yeah man we played and Bowling and like Jesus Christ I don't think anyone in the history of the world has ever had a game as bad as what my game was
0: yeah Ellie's game was pretty hilariously last
1: time I did well this time it was literally like I'm not even exaggerating when I literally say it was guttable guttable, (laughs) guttable 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 and then I think I got like a couple of things I my school was 33 by the end
0: Yeah, that's the lowest score I've ever seen. And I played one, I I used to play every week in year seven. Yeah, so with a bunch of children. (laughs) Nobody in year seven had a score that low.
1: I think it was like, honestly, I think it's because I was so stretched from the DMV that, like, (laughs) I was just thrown off. And it was like, I was was sad because I was genuinely trying. (laughs) I was like, what is wrong with me? And we were playing next to this guy who had, like, next to his score on the thing, it said top 10 and he had like an official round one shirt on and he was literally just like continuously getting strikes
0: yeah watching him made me realize that we're too bouncy with our with our he balls, was so you know.
1: graceful like yeah. you couldn't even hear his ball going like- yeah
0: when when we like we sound like we're playing like freaking handball <laughs> like it's so loud <laughs> like honestly and when he does it man he it's like it's like the floor has been recently polished just for him <laughs> <laughs> you know and he's like rolling it so gracefully and the and the pins just decide to fall down Honestly. just because they're friends with him
1: and like he would i like, think by the end he stopped playing like he waited for us to finish i think he saw how bad i was doing was no, like so. he was like i don't want any of this bad juju yeah. affecting my game
0: <laughs> man his um like the curves that he had how the hell do you make that ball curve like that?
1: everyone there was very good i was t- telling one of my students about it and he said that like when you're in like middle school and high school after school, like at least once a week, everyone will go play at those things. So that's why. Well because yeah, I mean
0: like, the other people next to us were all high school kids, right? They're all yeah. wearing their uniforms. And, and they stuff. were all
1: really good as well. So yeah, like they're if all it's good. I suppose if you play regularly, but we did darts, which I did okay in. I did not win, but I slightly yeah. did
0: <laughs> You definitely have a couple where like it ricocheted off and almost killed us.
1: Yeah, at one point it almost hit me, but <laughs>
0: the next day even like right now and this was we played like what three days ago my arms hurt from yeah. and i don't understand I how it. am i screwing up so badly that my arms are hurting
1: uh. i don't know what i'm doing
0: wrong my score is shit as well like i wish i could get
1: one out of us though didn't you or did Steve one
0: i won one time and then she won the other like th- so the total school is 300 right my my goal is 150 like just get me 50 percent. but <laughs> okay I can't. you know
1: what you're talking to someone who got 33 <laughs> i don't want to hear it
0: <laughs> yeah your goal is 50
1: no, my goal is to not do two consecutive gutter balls. I think that's... <laughs> do you think they the have those
0: uh, nets that come up on the sides so you can't get a gutter ball here? Like in New Zealand? So. I
1: haven't even seen that in New Zealand. I don't oh, know really? Thing. Yeah. But I need that. That's what I need. <laughs> yeah. uh, we also played the claw machines, and we were pretty close a couple of times to winning something, but we didn't. And we're beginning to kind of be like, man, these things are scams. You can never win it. Because it picks it up, and then the claw will open and drop mm. it. But our friend actually won a giant llama toy. Yeah. So that kind of you know. The thing I hate about that
0: is that it is literally luck, and yeah. everyone knows this, and yet we still spend money on it. I wish it was just skill. You know, don't drop it on purpose. These things are literally you know, if, if you guys don't know, like look it up on YouTube. They're they're designed to drop it. you know, Yeah. 18 like they times. straight up, they
1: straight up open.
0: Yeah, they will literally drop it eighteen times, and then the nineteenth time they'll you know always op- they'll always um get you the thing
1: yeah or so whatever. once you've figured out how to pick it up like if you depending on how much you're willing to pay like you're kind of guaranteed to get it like i think steve did it like five or six times so she spent like 600 again. yeah
0: and, and that's just random you know if you if we did it again it might not take five or six it might take 13 times or whatever
1: yeah
0: yeah but but the thing is like the whole skill of like you know when, when we were doing it, you guys were like oh you know aim here, like, you're going to pick it up, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's pretty easy to pick it up.
1: Okay, you're saying that because you got it. I was not very good at picking it up.
0: You weren't even picking it up?
1: I, I picked it up most times, but I think I missed it, like, once or twice. Oh, no, well, once yeah. or twice, I picked it up by the butt, and then it would, like, uh, fall yeah. out.
0: Yeah, well, sometimes it's on a weird angle. But, like, picking it up is almost guaranteed, but, yeah, it doesn't matter if you pick it up or not because
1: yeah i really wanted to win they had a sean the sheep toy and i didn't tell you this at the time because then i knew you'd be like no i don't want to spend my money on that i wanted to win it to send it back to new zealand for sophie's baby
0: oh no i would have kept that sheep
1: i know exactly that's (laughs) why i didn't tell you that was my plan because i was thinking you know that would be a cute baby present like a sheep new zealand relevant but from japan for a baby so i wanted that but it wasn't happening for us yeah but we got one thing so that was good
0: yeah we got one thing
1: well, our, friend well, we didn't, yeah, but, yeah. our group as a collective
0: yeah well I, I actually you know far as i'm concerned i really helped with that because <laughs> i wasn't there when you guys were playing and then as soon as i came in the picture yeah
1: but as you already explained it was like it was gonna happen eventually so you just happened to come at the end but yeah somebody was yeah. the lucky charm he helped us get it yeah so that was kind of cool so that's in odaiba and there's a, that's where the giant gundam statue
0: yeah we checked out the giant gundam which i've heard of i've seen it you know in photos and stuff and i always kind of just went meh like you know who the fuck wants to see that i'm not that interested if i walk past it okay cool but man when you're actually there it's totally worth it <laughs> like it actually it's a giant gundam and it looks really cool Whereas it looks real
1: i was the opposite i always thought oh man that looks so cool and then when we got there i was like eh, it's just like a big like shape
0: yeah but it, it like it didn't look fake it didn't look plastic it looked like it was real metal like i felt like that could think it would come alive like didn't you feel that way
1: not really but like you were very excited i think yeah maybe it was like my expectations were too high. i thought it was going to be way bigger
0: uh, i think it was plenty big enough Nah, i thought <laughs> it was
1: going to be bigger yeah you know, everyone talks about how big it was so i thought it was going to be like multiple stories well
0: how about the fact that they have a random statue of liberty that's something yeah. i didn't even know existed until we were there yeah, i was like
1: so there's, there's a, a statue of liberty there a replica. Right.
0: yeah uh, i was thinking like are they trying to be like like vegas where they just have like you know these world monuments. Like I was kind of expecting there to be like an Eiffel Tower or like a Taj Mahal. Probably Hall. is somewhere. Maybe that's what they're trying to go for, but then they only managed to make one.
1: But like regardless, so that's pretty cool. There's like round one, the massive arcade. There's a giant Gundam statue, and there's a fake statue of Liberty, like all within like a couple of meters of each other.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we went to a really good restaurant there. It was called La Boheme
0: yeah an italian restaurant with views of like the city skyline and also the view of um the rainbow bridge
1: yeah so it had like a view over the water so it was on the corner of the building so it had like you know like round views of the whole area and i think to get the seat right next to the window you had to have a reservation yeah but um we still had pretty good seats and the food was pretty good
0: Yeah, I I was actually kind of not that keen to go in there because I was like, eh, I can't be bothered having pizza again, like whatever Italian food. But I ended up having lasagna and like these like meatballs as like appetizers. And man, that was delicious. So yeah, I'm glad we went there.
1: Yeah, it was good. I was like, I was kind of like, at first I thought the waitress was being rude, but then I realized my problem is, so they had Mm -hmm. like an English speaking waitress and like, like she's like a white person. And I was like, oh man, this lady is very abrupt. But then I was like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm just too used to Japanese customer service. Where they're, like, a lot more... Uh,
0: yeah, I did think she was abrupt as well, actually.
1: Yeah, uh, but I think that's because we've just gotten used to, like, in Japan, like, normally they're so much more, like, under polite. but she was more direct. Maybe because, like, she was speaking to, like, other white people. Yeah, maybe. And when I say white people, I'm grouping Somya into white <laughs> people. <laughs> but
0: yeah, God damn it! Yeah, how do you <laughs> diminish me into diminish. one color? <laughs> Is you know that I racist know. just
1: I Yeah, I think it is. But no, I think, like, what I mean is as in, like, foreigners in general. You know, like...
0: Yeah.
1: But then I noticed that she was pretty abrupt with everyone. I think that was just, like, we've literally just gotten used to the cultural differences. So, yeah, that was really good food. It was good view of the Statue of Liberty. Mm. Good view of Gardenham Round one.
0: Um, okay, so that was basically all we've done. But uh, the big news that came out a couple of weeks ago was that my work... So, I work at Tokyo Station. Um, is closing so it's one of four um locations mm. uh of our of our company that are closing down which is pretty crazy because before coronavirus hit tokyo was one of the biggest locations i had you know they had a lot of students there but because it's right in the middle of like an office area like it's basically the cbd there's nobody that lives there really yeah um we've gotten really quiet there so yeah they're literally closing down Thankfully, I do mornings at Shinagawa at Ellie's work, so, you know, I'm basically just going to be moving there, doing a couple of shifts, you know, wherever I can find them elsewhere.
1: Yeah, it was, like, shocking though, because I don't. I think we might have even said in an earlier podcast when we talked about the other ones that closed, I think, like, at the time, like, back when this first started, we were like, you know what, it's going to be all good, because at least the entire company is closing. Both of our ones are so main, so central. Mm. There's no way they're closing. So when we heard that Sommers was closing, we were kind of like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, well, are we not happening. as secure yeah. as we thought?
0: I mean, but. the other locations that closed, though, were like Sinjuku East, which is a location that had, like, positive coronavirus cases. Mm. Uh, you know, nobody goes there. Yeah. And then the other two were... Uh, there was one uh, Shimbashi which I've worked in in the past. It's re- literally right next to Tokyo, and then there's another one Asakusa, which is no Asakasa, which is also Akisaka. yeah, <laughs> some of that, which is also right next to Tokyo. So it's mm. essentially the Tokyo area plus Shinagawa, Shinjuku, uh, Shinjuku which closed. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, fair enough. Hopefully this isn't a sign of everything going to shit.
1: Yeah, I've seen a lot of people like commenting on like the page for our, like the Facebook page for our company, the unofficial one commenting being like you know this just shows that the company is going down the drain so like I did panic for a little bit but it was also reassuring in a way because Sonya's not been getting heaps of bookings and I know like you know you try to be positive and be like oh it's all good but like at least for me a part of me was always like man what is Sonya doing wrong but no but, but i never said that i never verbalized that because i was like i was so worried about you you know what i mean yeah and so for this it was reassuring for me because i was like oh thank goodness like the whole studio was doing badly because yeah. i haven't been to your studio like i don't know like what the situation in your office is but now it's like it was so bad for everyone that they're closing the entire office
0: yeah for sure yeah yeah so, i i don't think it'll be other locations as well uh, as far as like english teaching schools go I feel like our one is probably going to be doing, like, the best out of most because um, they don't have full-time workers. Like, they only pay us for classes that we actually have. So, mm. the only time we get money is when they get money.
1: But yeah. we did actually find out that the company has been paying the permanent Japanese staff to leave. Yeah, which true. was another there reason we thing. were worried. Yeah. So, apparently, they've got, like, this deal going on with the Japanese staff and with the managers a hundred places are available for if you like you have to apply for it like you have to apply to quit and then they'll pay you for six months afterwards and help you find new work which was kind of like the thing where it's like man if they're paying people to leave yeah like are they desperate
0: (laughs) yeah that's pretty crazy but i kind of get it like if um if a studio closes the teachers can sort of move to other studios and you know you can kind of fit them in and they can get whatever classes they can get but the staff like you know what are you gonna do with another receptionist you know you only need you only need so many receptionists especially
1: because in japan there's like a culture around like you do not fire people yeah like someone has to do a lot to be fired so i suppose this way it's like they don't have to fire anyone if they can entice people into quitting yeah that's true so yeah it's like one of those things where we were gonna start the podcast with this but then i was worried i was like do we really want to start with like a super negative (laughs) note but like it's not actually that negative. Like Sonya said, he's moving, he's transferring to my one, and he's also going to be doing some classes at the Kawasaki one, which is also close to us.
0: Yeah, Kawasaki is actually closer anyway, and um, it's a more of a uh, urban, like a suburban area. So there's more, uh, you know, just families and stuff, like it's which, really I, which small. I prefer as well because uh, Ashinagawa, I quite like that because there's a good mix of uh, business people and then just like normal at-home people (laughs) normal people yeah normal people so yeah i like that mix you know whereas Mm. at tokyo it's literally like 98 percent just serious businessmen you Mm. know who only want serious stuff and i like my teaching style does not um favor those sort of people
1: yeah i'm feeling kind of like hopeful we also are kind of looking at other freelance work maybe as well
0: yeah i mean we say that every week and we have a look and then we never actually apply (laughs) no you
1: promised you were gonna apply
0: (laughs) I mean, I was. I was having a look at it, and then, like, you know, time, <laughs> things happen. You have to do other things. So. No.
1: So we're going to apply, because, like, there are cases that are on the increase in Tokyo.
0: Yeah, and I, and I doubt our work's going to pay us again if it does, if we go into another Well, now lockdown. they have the
1: option to do online classes, and I am not happy about the fact that we have to go into the studio to do online classes. Yeah. Like... I understand the reasoning, but I think that during a pandemic, if there's a lockdown, I do not want to be catching public transport every day. Yeah, true. So we're still feeling positive. This whole license thing has also made me feel pretty positive because I'm excited to do some road trips.
0: Yeah, next week we're going to uh, Kyoto. Yeah, it's our so, 13 year um, anniversary,
1: so we're s- going to do some exploring.
0: Yeah, so get ready for those podcasts. We're visiting basically every single shrine. <laughs>
1: that Sonia there. has got this Excel spreadsheet where he's got like, he's, we've divided it into like North, east south west yeah Yeah. and we're going to like do it geographically to
0: it's just the easiest way to do it you know we're there for four days there are four directions let's get it done (laughs) all right well that's basically it so um yeah thanks guys
1: we'll see you next time with a kyoto one
0: yeah all right see you then bye bye